to Random Gaming Talk, it is Entertainment Talk's podcast for video games. I'm your host as always, Matthew. Joining me today is Robert. How's the uh, July 4th weekend going? It's going really good. I mean, obviously, July 1st is uh, the 150th anniversary of Canada becoming a country. So, if you happen to be listening in Canada, you know, happy country birthday to you. Mm-hmm. And, and tomorrow, because we're recording <laughs> on Monday, is going to be July 4th. Yep, uh, tomorrow's July 4th, so that's uh, America's birthday, otherwise known as Brexit 1776, so happy birthday to us. Uh, been an interesting weekend, you know, a lot of a lot of fireworks going off, uh, a lot of things that make uh, my dog whine, because, you know, dogs don't really like fireworks all that I much. I know what that's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, cool, alright, um... I was feeling a bit ill before I did this podcast, but like as soon as we've started, I feel much better. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Um, but that's a good thing, I suppose. So, uh, what have you been playing over the last week? Uh, well, I downloaded and tried the uh, Marvel vs. Com- uh, Capcom Infinite demo. It was oh, a goody. six and a half gig download for about three minutes of gameplay. Okay. Is that how long you played it for, or how long did uh, the game It was interesting. For? Is that how long you played it for, or how long the game That's lasts? That's how long the game lasts. You get, uh... Really? Wow. That's how long the game lasts, because you get... What it is, is you get a, uh... You get an intro, uh, cinematic cutscene, uh-huh. and then you get two fighters that you don't get to choose, and you fight a battle, and then you get another cutscene with, uh, other characters, and then you fight a battle with two characters you don't get to choose, and then there's a third cutscene... And then you get two more characters that you don't get to choose. And then you do a fight against uh, Ultron Sigma, which you have to lose, which I found out later. It's designed to okay. for you to never win. Change. And then that ends the cutscene and that ends the demo. Huh. I mean, the controls worked fine. Yeah, uh, the controls did work it's fine. It's one of those yeah. things that, uh, you know, it's not a game that I'm going to play, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I didn't, fi- I found it to be f- fine, it's good for probably what it's aiming to do, it's just the fact that it's coming out a little bit after Injustice 2, which was this amazing cinematic, full-fledged story sort of game, so, um, maybe, like I said last week, maybe it's Battleborn all over again, so I don't know. Uh, I saw somebody post on a group, I don't know if it was a joke or whatever, because there was this, this person that said, um... Tell me, like, your most unpopular opinion in gaming. And this guy said, Battleborn is my game of the year last year. I was like, uh, okay, cool. It's not a bad... I, I, it's the same situation with both games. They're not bad games. They just came out at a time with another game that was competing. Obviously, Overwatch is Battleborn's competitor. Uh, so what else have you played? Mm-hmm. Well, I was trying to play uh, The Division last night, and I was getting properly angry at everybody in the game itself. It's like, this weekend, everybody decided to be a complete and utter tosser. I mean, it wasn't even funny. It's like I was going into uh, Survival, which I'm still trying to... I mean, I've gotten kind of a strategy down for how to to beat it. I just haven't actually succeeded in that yet. Okay. Uh, But I was playing it, and, and I would either get, like, literally get 30 seconds into the match and then like a group of two or three people would come and kill me 
and somehow they would just either spawn near I was or happen to find me, and they would kill me. I'm like, okay, they're being complete dicks in that area, so I'd go into the uh, dark zone, try to finish out some stuff there, and I was out getting absolutely spit-roasted in the dark zone. I'm not actually sure if you're familiar with the term spit-roasting, but uh, it was not pretty. Okay. And I would they were literally camping at like all the entrances, people going rogue and killing players, just camping out at the entrance. I'm just like, I l- rage quit the game at one point. <laughs> it was that bad. Jeez, okay. Um, a- a- any else you've been playing? Uh, a little bit of uh, Mass Effect. Still trying to plow my way through it. Not really having a whole lot of fun playing the game anymore. But other than that, uh, not much. I mean, I'm going to get most of my gaming in today and tomorrow. So, okay. weekend. Cool, nice. Um, I think we all know what I've been playing because uh, I posted a first impressions video and uh, I haven't been able to stop thinking or talking about it for over the last week. Uh, Crash Bandicoot The Insane Trilogy came out on the PlayStation Friday the 30th of June. Um, I'll say this about it. Haven't played the second or third yet because I don't want to open the game and be spoiled by any potential cutscenes. But played the first game, and given what I've heard and remember about the second or third game, the first game feels like a bit of a beta, and I could probably see how that could work out because the first was first one was a generation behind, I guess you could say, because you know, that was the PlayStation One version, and then the second and third games were PlayStation Two, so they're obviously a bit you can make the games a bit better. Nothing wrong with the game itself, I'm not having any glitches or any problems or anything like that. Uh, the game does, however, get a bit frustrating and tough at times. I mean, I've heard, um, I went on the kind of funny community because they've been playing a lot of Crash as well, a lot of that community. Uh, and people have been saying they're stuck on levels for like an hour, an hour and a half, or two and a half hours. Um, and I went to check that because I have had the same kind of issue. Uh, I've done quite a few levels, I've done maybe 10, 11, maybe 12 levels um, since Friday. Uh, but when when the game is going well and you're playing well at it, it does feel very, very good to play. Um, it looks incredible. Like I mean, this is a PlayStation 1 game that was remastered for the PlayStation 4. Um, you go and look at the PlayStation 1 version and it, it's... yeah doesn't look great compared to this new version it's like completely remastered from the ground up um but yeah i booted the game up a lot, lot of obviously childhood nostalgia came back with the theme tune and everything else and you can you can um because when you press x on like the main menu you can see the you have the free crash games in front of you uh it's a bit like you know in the a telltale game how you select between the episodes and stuff uh, basically just like a menu like that and it would play the different theme tunes from the games or the different soundtracks when you uh, highlight the games themselves. Um, so yeah, I've heard a lot of a lot better things about the second and third one. The first one isn't a bad game, it's a very very good game. It just, like I said, maybe feels like a beta over the first game. Um, did you play these back in the 90s? Or the, I guess early 2000s as well? No, I never had a PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2. Okay. PlayStation 3 was the first PlayStation game I had. <clears throat> okay. Um, but, but yeah, there's a lot of a lot of nostalgia there for me. And um, 
I'm looking forward to seeing where where the, where, where the game does go because there's you know there's these boss fights that you run into and they have their different ways of being done obviously. Um, there's a little explanation as to why these characters are in the game and what their motivations are. But again, I'm hoping in the second or third game that that gets a bit more explained. Um, so yeah, it's just um, maybe a bit more of a basic version than, than the other sequels, of course. Uh, speaking of Crash Bandicoot itself, uh, I don't know if you've heard of this news, but... Uh, and it's still it's not a pre-order bonus, so you can still go and do it, I think. Uh, you can get a fidget spinner in GameStop. Um, Islands store. Um, what does it say here? GameStop Island announced the promo on its Facebook page, explaining that trading in any game and applying its value to Crash Bandicoot, the Insane Trilogy, will get you a fidget spinner. Of course, we, um, I'm guessing everybody's heard of them by now. Uh, it's a bizarre deal, but GameStop Island seems to acknowledge the humor of it, uh, as it replied to its own post with a Simpsons gif, which I did not see. Um, I've seen the the poster or like the picture from the post. I didn't see the Facebook post itself. Uh, weirdly, the, fin- the the fidget spinner isn't themed. Uh, isn't crash themed. It just has like this sort of army tint on it. Did you see this story? I did not. But that's actually not the weirdest fidget spinner story of the week, even. Okay. What what is? Uh, there's a news article out of Russia. Uh, they confiscated a bunch of fidget spinners that were coming in from China. Uh, apparently, they didn't meet like they didn't meet uh, safety codes for whatever reason. Thirty-five tons of fidget spinners were confiscated by the Russian government, and they were just going to crush them and recycle them. Okay, that's a lot. That's, think about that. That's thirty-five tons. That's like seventy thousand pounds of fidget spinners <laughs> coming into the country. Oh dear, that's yeah. insane. Yeah. It's quite a few. Um, but but what do you think of this deal? I mean, there's no, like... There's, not, there's, not, there's nothing wrong with it. It's funny, I guess. Um, I'm not going to do it. But, because I have the game... I mean, it's a... It's a, catch, it's a uh, cashing in on a fad. Mm. Yeah. So, some people, like, made a joke. Like, oh, if you trade in a game and buy... Buy a uh, $40, however much the game is in the US, $40 fidget spinner, you get a crash for free. It's like, no, that's that's not how that works. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's one of the funnier marketing stories. It's not like, you know, somebody announced the season pass and it's, you know, either had too little content or was too expensive or anything like that. It's There's nothing hidden here. There's no, like, um, there's no, like, bad agenda, I, I wouldn't say. Uh, it's just, you know, if... <laughs> If you have a game you maybe want, if you have a game you wanted to maybe trade in anyway it, for Crash Bandicoot, which I've heard people wanting to do, um, then then you can go ahead and do that. So, um, yeah. Anything else you want to say about the story? I mean, it's it's fine. So. No, I mean it's just it's you know catch, cashing in on a fad as it were. So. Mm-hmm. It's not unexpected. People in companies do that all the time. So Okay. Uh, hey, before we get any further into the news and the podcast, I just want to let you all know what's happening at Entertainment Talk. Uh, myself and Robert are continuing our weekly video game coverage, of course, as you're listening to now. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming comes out this week. 
I think it comes out Wednesday in the in the UK. That's the earliest screenings I could see. I know it's Friday in the US. It's the 7th of July it comes out. So hopefully we'll have a podcast on that soon. Uh, me and David did a review of Season 3 of Better Call Saul. So you can go ahead and check that out. Uh, I did a hour, roughly an hour stream of Gravity Rush, which will be out soon. I also did an hour stream on launch day of uh, Crash Bandicoot. So you can see me die over and over again quite funny um that will be out soon as well hopefully maybe those will be out this week uh robert you sent me an article for the original xbox games list i'll put that up soon as well um what else was there uh i think that might be about it at the moment uh iZombie season three just finished so hopefully we'll have a podcast on that soon as well uh, and Game of Thrones starts soon as well, and we hopefully intend to get some coverage out of that. Uh, I don't like, like I said before, I don't like to talk about things that haven't been recorded yet, but that's at least what's what's coming down the pipe, I guess you could say. Uh, so head over to entertainmenttalk.org to check out all of that stuff. Um, speaking of games, uh, there's a lot of news on some free games as well. Uh, let me get into the PlayStation Plus games for the month of July. I do also have the Xbox One games as well. But, um, this is a better month for the PlayStation Plus, so I thought I'd actually include it. Uh, Until Dawn on the PS4, uh, as well as Game of Thrones, the complete first season, uh, on the PS4. Uh, Tokyo Jungle on the PS3, not heard of that. I've not heard of the rest of these, but I'll name them anyway. Uh, Darkstalkers Resurrection on the PS3. Uh, Element 4i, or 4.1, uh, on the PS Vita. Don't Die, Mr. Robot, which made me think of, of course, the TV series with, um, Remy, Remy Malik, I think his name is. Uh, on the PS Vita, which is crossed by on PS4. Um, I know you don't have a PS4 yet, or you're intending to get one, but, um, Until Dawn, does that, um, are you interested in that? Which one is Until Dawn? I know I've heard it, but I'm spacing on it. That's the, uh, it's like the teen kind of horror movie thing where you uh you play as a bunch of different characters has got uh hayden oh yeah, yeah yeah with the photorealistic stuff yeah okay i remember until dawn now yeah i mean if that's a, a free game that's definitely worth picking up mm-hmm. um i will get a playstation 4 at some point i don't know if i'll get it the plus it just depends on if i buy games that you know deserve to be played online or if i have any friends that you know play online with it okay. Uh, but you're talking about it being better games. Microsoft set that bar so damn low, it's not even funny. Because <laughs> this, this month's uh, Games with Gold are pretty pathetic, actually. Yeah, we'll uh, talk about that in a moment. Um, have you played the first season of Game of Thrones? The, uh, the Telltale game? Uh, yeah, I own it on Xbox. I played through it. I had uh, the Telltale game, yeah. It's, uh, episode 4. The first uh, achievement glitched out on me for some reason, wouldn't unlock. Oh. I played through it like five, five times, and I can't get it to unlock, so I'm like at 99% completion for that game. Damn, that's annoying. I think I had that on the 360 version of one of the Walking Dead games. It's, it's quite annoying. You just look at it, and it's just the only one there. Uh, did, mm-hmm. did you like that one? The Game of Thrones game? 
Yeah, I liked it. I mean, it's it's Game of Thrones, so you know the voice acting is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got all the actors to do their characters. Uh, the animation's a little weird. They're them going with that uh, clay animation yeah. look to it without actually being like claymation style. Yeah, I don't know how uh, that worked either. Visually, but... a lot different than the other uh, uh, Telltale games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was pretty good though. Uh, they did announce a while ago, whenever it finished, uh, there will be a second season. So hopefully we'll see that at some point. I mean, The Walking Dead's finished. They've got Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, there is, I don't know if anybody knows this really, uh, but there is a second season of Telltale's Minecraft coming. The uh, Facebook page randomly posted that the episodes will be July 15th or 17th or something. I haven't actually finished the first season yet, so I have to go back and finish that. But that's... Mm-hmm. That's easily the least talked about out of all the Telltale games. Um, so, yeah, that, that's making a comeback as well. So maybe once that and Guardians finish, they'll maybe start Game of Thrones. What's the other one that they have? Uh, Batman, I don't know if that's getting a second season. They, uh, uh, I, would assume, I would assume it would, but they haven't confirmed anything. Um, they did Borderlands and The Wolf Among Us, but they said... they have, I think, I, think they remember, I remember saying that they weren't doing any more of those two, which... I like the two most liked, so that's that's strange. Uh, Walking Dead is uh, probably coming back. Well, Borderlands uh, had so many voice actors that were like really, really expensive. I can understand them not doing a second season of that. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some other games here as well. Which uh, did you, have you heard of any of the others I mentioned? Uh. Not really, no. I think Darkstalkers is like a fighting game, maybe? Maybe. Because I know that there was one of that similar to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the others, yeah, no, I hadn't heard of. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's. Uh, I, I thought I'd include this for uh, Until Dawn and Game of Thrones. So um, that's your game. That's your PS Plus game for the month of July. Games with Gold July 2017, uh, on Xbox One, Xbox Live Gold members can download Grow Up uh, for free during the month of July. Runbo, which is, uh, sorry, Grow Up is originally $10, uh, Runbo is originally $15, uh, will be available as a free download from July 16th to August 15th, it gets awkward when they do that. Uh, on Xbox 360, of course, backwards compatible, do we need to say that anymore? Like it's you know, it's been that way for so long now. I don't feel like we need to. Um, starting July 1st, Kanan Lynch 2, uh, which was originally $15, will be free for Xbox Live Gold members through to July 15th. So another one of those ones. Then on July 16th, uh, Xbox Live Gold members can download Lego Pirates of the Caribbean, the video game, for $20. Don't know why that one's more expensive. Uh, three through July until July 31st. So I think that's the all-month one. So, what did you want to say about these? Uh, very uninspired. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really don't know why they're doing that. Um, there's not a single game in there that I would actually play. Hmm. I mean, the only two that I know are Kane and Lynch 2 and Paris. I mean, grow up, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, grow up. I vaguely remember from like, like a Let's Play uh, like three years ago, but that's <laughs> really about it. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen much of Grow Up or Rumbo. Those are the two unknown ones to me. But um, Paris of the Caribbean could be 
may be decent, but uh, I played Kane and Lynch, and I, I I found the story kind of interesting, but the gameplay just wasn't there. It just yeah. I I that's that's another one of those games I'd add to the list of like just watch the cutscenes on YouTube, which I haven't done because I forgot about the games. But uh, yeah, that's your free games for the month of July, uh, and that's all I could find this week. E3 slowed down and everything, so. Um, I did get this on Thursday, and it's now Monday, so there may be a, a few other things that have come out. Uh, there was, um, I'll need to get the full story, so that I don't say the wrong thing, but there was something to do with Crash being the fastest or the best-selling exclusive this year. I, I don't know the exact wording, but it was something to do with that, so, um, I did, I, I've noticed a lot of people saying that they've been playing it, so. Um, yeah, I'll continue to play, enjoy, and die frequently on Crash Bandicoot in the next week. So, uh, I wonder if I'll finish the first one because I looked up. Um, are you aware of the are you aware of the website um, howlongtobeat.com? I think that's what it's called. Nope. Okay, it's basically where people go and register like their their times for the game, and then they come out with like an average, you know, of like main and then like main and DLC, main and story, and then like completionist. So it tells you rough roughly. Like from what people have submitted, how long it'll tell it, how long it will take you to finish the game. So, yeah, go ahead and check that out if you are interested in your time that it will take. Um, so that's all I have for this week. What, what do you have to talk about? Well, obviously, the big honk stink news of the week was the announcement of the Super Nintendo Classic, which is getting released in uh-huh. November. Uh, going along the same veins as the Nintendo Classic, it's going to be 21 uh, classic Super NES games. Uh, the big ones, the Super Mario World, excellent game. Uh, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, uh, my, strictly my opinion, but I think that might be the best Zelda game they've ever made. Okay. Uh, Super Metroid, Castlevania 3. It says Final Fantasy 3, but I'm not 100% clear if it's actually Final Fantasy 3. Or Final Fantasy VI that was released as Final Fantasy III here in the States. Uh, Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Kind of the big, big one is that uh, Star Fox 2, which was 95% completed and then canceled, is actually getting the first official commercial release on the SNES Classic. Oh, okay. Uh, I found a second article on Destructoid about Star Fox 2. Yep. Uh, according to the article that I found on uh, Destructoid, mm-hmm. uh, it was created, uh, it was almost finished, it had, you know, playable demo at the 1995 Consumer Electronics Show, which shows you how long ago that was. Uh, they, According to Dylan Cuthbert, who worked for Argonaut Studios at the time, they were about 95% done with the game, but for whatever reason, uh, they canceled it. Huh. Uh, the decision was ultimately made because they didn't want to compete with the PlayStation, which was coming out at the time. So it's kind of a bummer, but well, the, probably my favorite thing that point you uh, was that the original devs up, right. of that so, game... Yeah. Yeah, shit or get off the pot. <laughs> yeah. But probably my favorite thing out of that whole part was the developers of that game, after it was announced that it was going to be re- released... As part of the SNES Classic, they had a release party, and they uh, tweeted a picture of it online on Twitter, obviously, 
So it's like five dudes in uh, a sake bar in Japan having like a, a quote-unquote release party mm-hmm. for the game that was getting released like 30 years later. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I I saw... Um, what was it? I, I started one of the... You know the new kind of funny games daily? I started... I've been trying quite hard to keep up with those because they got like Andrea Rene and um, it seems like a good... A good, like, nice short podcast. It's not, like, one of their two-hour, 15-minute ones or whatever. Uh, like, the Gamecast ones. Um, and Tim was saying about mm-hmm. Star Fox Zero or Star Fox... The one that came out, the newest one that came out, I think, for the Wii U. He said, like, how bad it was or whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I saw this story floating around about this um, N64. Or ni- what is it called, sorry? Nintendo 64 or the N64? Uh, no, Nintendo 64 is a different console. Okay. Um, if you talk about the SNES Classic, I mean, that's the one thing, like, but... The, uh, the one we're talking about now, the N64, you said? Uh, no, the Star Fox 2 was supposed to come out on the SNES, and then the graphics they didn't want to compete with on the, the original PlayStation launch, so... Okay. Um, that's part yeah. of why it got cancelled. Uh, the one that's uh, they're re-releasing now. Um, I saw a picture of it and then saw a couple of the games listed. And I thought it's yeah, you know, it's a pretty good collection. Yeah. Some of the cool Zelda games and um, the Mario games and all that lot. Um, any word on the price? What was that? Eighty dollars, I believe, US. Oh. So probably like okay. seventy-nine ninety-nine. Uh, you can't really pre-order it anywhere. Uh, if you go to like Amazon or Best Buy, it'll say currently not available. Um, I gotta imagine now. According to Nintendo, they say they're gonna make significantly more than they did with the S with the NES Classic. They better. But if it gets to the point to where they just do like a really short run and uh, and then not make any more, that's really gonna piss people off because the uh, NES Classic was like a sixty dollar launch, mm-hmm. and it's still going for like two hundred fifty dollars on you know online. For, get, for like uh, Amazon lets you set up your own retail store to where you can sell stuff and obviously there's eBay and those are going for still four to five times the original sale price and I can kind of accept that they didn't really anticipate that the NES Classic would be as popular as yeah. it was uh, but if they short sale the SNES then that's there's no excuse for that because they're, it's obviously known how popular that's going to be Mm-hmm. Especially with games like uh, Earthbound on it. I mean, that was a huge game. All right. Kind of bummed that they didn't put Chrono Trigger on there because that's a game. That if you're into classic games, that's one that you should a- absolutely play. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, yeah, hopefully they they do enough of these and don't annoy people because people been uh, bummed out by that before. Nintendo's had a lot of consoles. They've had a lot of handhelds as well. I was speaking to somebody yesterday and I was like, you know, um, they said that they had like a DS and then they wanted to play uh, this other game, but it was like only on the 2DS or something. And I was like, yeah, there's the DS, there's the 2DS, 2DS XL, 3DS, 3DS XL, and now obviously there's the Switch anyway, which I think in two to three years, maybe less one more time than that they'll like not support the ds eventually and then they'll just go on full out with the switch because it's you know their their new thing so 
Um, I do think that they're in that phasing out period of... Um, yeah, it, it confuses me even more that they brought out... What, what was the most recent one? The 2DS XL. And then, like, they... Yeah, I don't see the reason yeah, that, that they made that. Because they, they should be putting their, their resources into the Switch. So, and making as many games for that thing as possible. So, yeah, that, it seems even more bizarre to me now. The uh, 2DS XL decision. Because, um... I also found out that... Uh, well, to be fair, the chip that they use... Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, then what, what was you saying about the chip? Oh, I, I was saying, to be fair, the chip that they use for the uh, uh, for the Switch is the same chip that the Apple uses for the iPhone. Mm. And, you know, so many of those are getting... Uh, you know, taken up with the upcoming uh, uh, iPhone 8 launch, that you know it's understandable that they don't have, have as many as you know they would like. I suppose, but I mean, like you know, their general time and, and resources and things they should be putting into the Switch. But fair enough. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great line of games, and I hope that Nintendo does enough of these, and it's. You know, because if they if they do enough of them and people keep buying them and then they keep making more, then they'll they'll do themselves a favour, because uh, they've not uh, got on the right foot with that mm-hmm. with, with these other recent ones that they've done. So hopefully they correct their ship. They, I mean, they're doing well with the switch and everything at the moment. We discussed that in one of the three podcasts we did, but uh, it's just these other remakes of consoles they need to get that right. So hopefully they can manage to do it. What else did you have to talk about? Uh, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, there's a big update coming for Watch Dogs 2. It's going to be the promised uh, four-player mode. Oh, yeah, I saw something about this on YouTube. And then I so the update's coming out in a couple of months, and it's going to be a four-player party mode. Hmm. I'm not sure if that's the kind so of thing I'm interested in. That's going to be fun. Uh, they promise it as... But, yeah, there, there's some other... the. Um, story DLC as well that I'm going to try and get back to as well. Maybe, maybe, probably when there's a sale because they'll probably slice the price in half. Um, so I'll, I'll look. It's called like No Tomorrow and Compromise or Promise or what one of those things. I've uh, forgotten the name of it particularly but uh, those are the other two, only other two yeah. things I'm, I'm going to do with Watch Dogs 2. So, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, so it, what it, the way it's going to work is that it's going to be uh, it's going to let uh, three other people into your game, and you can either do stuff competitively or you can do stuff cooperatively. Although obviously their uh, desire is for you to do it uh, co-op instead of competitive, so it's meant to be kind of a you know big bunch of friends getting together, you know doing missions, taking down you know red zones or whatever they call. It. I ha- actually haven't played the Watch Dogs two. I- do need to do that at some point. It's kind of in my pile of shame of games that I want to play but haven't yet. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, you take down red zones, uh, run through the city, uh, uh, bounties, invasion, invasions, loot trucks, races, showdowns, and man versus machine robot fights, and then the dead sick virus events that they're going to do. So. so it does sound good. It's just not what I play Watch Dogs two for. So, um, yeah, hopefully anyone that's jumping into it will, will have, have fun with it. I, I actually tried to continuously turn off the 
online mid-hacking game thing because it actually got on my nerves. Cause I just wanted. I I was fairly invested in the story and the characters were interesting to me. Um, so every time somebody was coming in the game and trying to hack me, it just annoyed me. So, um, yeah, M- much more prefer it as a, as a single player game. So, um, yeah, hopefully it should be good. What else did you have? Uh, well, I'm, this is more of a for-me story than anything else. I'm a big fan of uh, the uh, Zen Studios game Pinball FX. It started out on the 360 with you know Pinball FX. Uh, basically, the game itself was free, and then you bought uh, tables. So like, and they were all licensed theme tables. So the, you could buy like the X-Men table or the Iron Man table or the uh, Deadpool table, things like that. And then they made FX2 for the Xbox One, and a lot of the games that you purchased would transfer over, so you didn't have to rebuy the same game, which I'm always a big fan of studios that don't try to, you know, recharge and recharge and recharge the customers. Uh, one of the things that, you know, was pretty under the radar for E3 was that they announced Pinball FX3. Uh, the game's going to be coming soon. No release date, uh, but it's going to be on all platforms, so it's going to be PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Windows 10. Uh, There's going to be three tables at launch, but they didn't say which ones. Uh, There's a little announcement trailer on it, so it looks like, uh, you know, and like I said, it's kind of a more of a for me, because I'm a big fan of pinball games to begin with, and I liked how they did their business model with, you know, we'll give you the table, we'll give you the game for free, and then you can just, you know, pick and choose what tables you want for a couple bucks here and there. Cool, that sounds quite nice. I did download the um, Pinball FX2 or whatever it was called on like my iPhone and then paid like a pound to have like the Walking Dead theme but uh, I think I stopped playing it after like a week. But uh, it, it, it was one of those like good sort of little fun games. But you know, Pinball is something I'd more play like if I was going to like a full arcade and I was like with people and like we, we played it that way. It's not something I would like single player kind of sit down with so... Well, their their focus on three is going to be for multiplayer because there there is that function in the game. It just was never really implemented to the point to where it was the biggest of deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so their focus for three is going to be uh, more multiplayer. Nice, nice. What well, what's it coming out on? Sorry. Uh, it's coming out on all the platforms. So it's going to be uh, Xbox One, PC. You know, Windows 10, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, PlayStation 4, things like that, so. Nice. That'd be, that'd be an interesting game for, for the Switch to have, if they had that as well. Because um, uh, they have enough, they have just enough games at the moment, the Switch. They have a lot of indies that I keep hearing about, and a lot of other sort of smaller games, but uh, I think with, with the amount of time you could spend with a Nintendo Switch, they need as many games as possible. Well, all the consoles do, all the all the gaming platforms do, but uh, Switch is new and um, it could it could do with some more as well. So, uh, cool. All right. What well, what else do you have? Uh, well, did you hear about the story with the uh, uh, Mass Effect uh, single player story DLC being cancelled? I did. I forgot to write it down, but I... Yeah, interesting. Um, 
that was the next uh, kind of funny games daily that I went to watch. Yeah, apparently. But uh, I I didn't get around to. It. I I started like the first five minutes mm-hmm. when Tim in- introduced the story, but I, I I haven't actually seen his and Andrea's conversation yet. So interesting. Yeah, apparently that was a big fat lie. Okay. Uh, yeah, apparently that is an absolute complete lie. The company in question was called Sinclair Networks. It's an Australian-based company. They had a post. Uh, it was either on Facebook or Twitter. The article's not clear. Talking about how they were working on a uh, DLC for the game that was going to be story mode driven and that they had to cancel it. EA, EA actually had to uh, post a uh, an official statement saying, quote, we have never worked with Sinclair Networks, and they had nothing to do with the development of Mass Effect Andromeda. They dispute the claim made in the Facebook post, which is which alleges that the company named Sinclair was working on DLC the EA has since canceled. Uh, now, that's not to say that the EA was, wasn't planning on doing a DLC for Mass Effect, and it's not canceled. They're just saying that they have no association with Sinclair. Okay, so kind of, yeah, it's good for them to like call them out on it, obviously, so that they can set their own story straight. So, so were they? Was this some mm-hmm. company using it as just clickbait, basically? It's, it kind of seems like it. So, uh, possibly clickbait. Although putting it on Facebook really kind of isn't really kind of clickbaity as it is. So, yeah. not quite sure why they did that. They just chose to do that. Who knows? Um. But yeah, I'm surprised they didn't. I wonder why they wouldn't talk about it. E3 is obviously it's not ready. We've we've discussed that sort of thing before. But um, maybe they just want to wait for some of the hate to go down for the game because a lot of people didn't like the game at all. Um, yeah, you know, there's some people that that loved it. There's some people that thought it was okay, fine, and there's people that just sort of hated it. So. Uh, unless they're waiting for that to sort of die out and then say like we have some DLC. Or maybe it might be to do with the... Because the ending of the third game had DLC, didn't it? So that it could, like, correct it in some way. I've never played that myself, so I don't, I don't know too much about that. But uh-huh. it could have something to do with that as well. I don't know. Uh, possibly. I mean, I didn't hate-hate the game. I just wished it was better. I yeah, mean, I there's a lot good. of things could, that I thought better, you know, weren't but... done very well, so... Yeah. Um, it was it, far from terrible. Like uh, it just la- lacked that little something that you can't quite put your finger on. But uh, it was still still a good game, and I still finished it. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, maybe it was. Just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the DLC can fix some some things. I don't know. But um, I liked it. I thought it was good. But it, I, I was never like expecting it to blow me away. But I just thought, okay, it's a new Mass Effect and. I've heard that these are good, so I'm going to play it. So uh, maybe I just need to go back and play the original trilogy, and then see where my thoughts are from there. Uh, what else do you have to talk about? Uh, well, Twitch is uh, showing why they are the biggest fan base and why everybody loves them. As you know, Twitch partners get a lot of perks, include you know, including extra emotes. Uh, 60 days past broadcast storage, financial support from the company, and the ability for their fans to subscribe to their channels for $5, $10, and $25 a month. Uh, starting this week, Twitch affiliates, streamers who make money on the site but aren't yet partnered, 
will be also be able to start collecting monthly dues from their dedicated viewers. Affiliate streams will have the options to offer subscriptions to all, all three tiers, alongside one uh, custom emote per payment level. Uh, Twitch affiliates are generally working to become partners, you know, people that are starting to stream, starting to get a little bit of notoriety, but aren't to like on the, the level that, like, the big, big people are kind of like uh, uh, Ray Narvaez Jr., uh, a.k.a. Brown Man. He used to work for Rooster Teeth, and then he streams, you know, guys like that, uh, you know, professional Twitch streamers that, you know, get the big bucks. Uh, but the affiliate program, uh, you only need 50 followers uh, to qualify for the affiliate program and over the past 30 days the average of you know average of three concurrent viewers seven unique live viewers uh seven unique live days and 500 total minutes of broadcast so the affiliate part of it they're they're setting the requirements really really low which i like because they obviously want to encourage more people onto the site yeah uh they want to incentivize people to go onto the site and start you know twitch streaming you know full time and so those are those are like crazy low numbers to do that mm. yeah I, I i've the job title full-time twitch streamer i've never quite I, I understand what it is but like how much time does that kind of person spend streaming like i i follow a couple of um twitch streamers myself that are, that are sort of full-time and they stream like seven hours a day and i'm like okay but um when you if if your hobby and your work is gaming, um, like if you're if you're Twitch streaming and then you're like, okay, I'm gonna like stop working. What what do you do? Like play more games off like off stream? I I, I don't quite I don't know. Uh, Cause like when um, I think uh, Alfredo Diaz is a good example. He like left IGN to do full time Twitch streaming. I'm like, okay, how much like. That, those people must spend a lot of time playing video games, and like, did you get what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that, like I mentioned, Rainer Fernandez Jr. I'm, I'm, I follow him on Twitch. I'm not, you know, subscribed or primed or whatever it is. Okay. Uh, so I don't have any financial ties to him. He probably plays a good ten hours a day. But, you know, that the idea of sitting in a chair and playing video games for 10 hours as a job sounds interesting, but i got to imagine it takes all the joy out of it. Yeah, I've... Because I've, uh, when, I, when I was streaming the other night, because it was the um, Crash Bandicoot launch, it does get a little sort of, like, how much should I say... Um, how much do I react to certain things? I mean, first impressions videos are easier because you, you play a game for 15 to 30 minutes, I say... Um, and you, you know, you give your first impressions, and then once you're done with that, after 15 to 30 minutes, you finish the video, and then that's it. It's not like, it's not like a seven-hour first impressions video. Um, so I don't know, maybe these people just have, have, like, different mindsets or something, but, um, I, I don't know. Like, people that, like with me, when I do the writing or I make a video or I make a podcast, that's not the extra time of me playing a game. So, like, I can write for a couple of hours, do some other stuff, and then at the end of the day, play some games. Because, you know, I then haven't been playing games already for seven hours. So, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, this program thing sounds good. I'm not too, like, familiar with the whole 
subscribed like pay-wise to somebody on Twitch. I've not really like looked into it myself. Um, but sure, if, if it works out in the end, then it, it should be pretty good. So, uh, anything else you want to say about it? Uh, no, I mean, every now and then I'll randomly, you know, subscribe to somebody on Twitch, but that's more because I'm a Prime member, mm-hmm. and ever since uh, Amazon bought out Twitch, if you're a Prime member, then you can uh, subscribe to somebody for a single month for free as part of your Prime bonuses, which is a story we talked about when it happened about a year ago. Yeah. So you can actually, you know, subscribe to somebody and uh, not actually have to pay it because it's part of your Prime membership. So I'll do that every now and then. I'll find, like, a, a small streamer and do that for a month, you know, throw them a bone, as it were, so. Cool. Nice. All right, what, uh, what else do you have to talk about? Uh, well, the last story that I was able to find uh, actually kind of interests me a bit. Uh, Nickelodeon, which I don't know if that's big, in the UK, here in the States, it's basically a kid's channel. Yeah. Uh, they do a lot of, uh, you know, 13 and under programming. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of the, it's kind of like uh, a poor man's version of Disney, because they do a lot of programming, for, <laughs> for, you know, based on children, the higher children actors. And some of those people go on to be big stars. Uh, but Nickelodeon and a handful of other investors are throwing $15 million U.S. at Super League Gaming an organization that holds amateur esports tournaments in movie theaters across the states for kids, teens, and adults. Uh, Super League is best known for its National Minecraft Championship, which last year paid out $15,000 to a winning team of kids ages 10 to 14, although it does regularly hold League of Legends tournaments for people of any age. Uh, Nickelodeon and Super League are partnering. Uh, the winners for the Minecraft City Championships, uh, Los Angeles, Shockwave. Uh, they won a trip to the Kids' Choice Awards uh, back on, you know, this coming up July 16th. Okay. So it's just kind of interesting to me that, you know, a, a kid-friendly, you know, kid-centric game is getting into the eSports League. Yeah. Interesting. There is a lot of, it seems to be a lot of eSports things out there, so the competition might start to get tougher and tougher and tougher. Uh, speaking of esports, do you remember last week I said about the whole Overwatch thing? I simply just googled like esports Overwatch uh-huh. Twitch and found this. Uh, I can't remember the name of the channel, um, but I found I found this channel on Twitch and it had like I think it was Russia and Hungary, Russia versus Hungary Overwatch. Uh, it had like World Cup Group B, like Group Stage B. Um, I, I didn't find, like, a schedule or anything for them, so, like, when they actually go live, because I think it said it was a replay, I can't remember. Um, the guys were, like, British, at least from, from what I could sort of hear. Um, and, yeah, that, that might be something I could uh, look into and, and kind of follow that, that way, because what, what I saw I did, like, is just a case of, like, finding their schedule. And then um, I'll, I'll probably wait for the group stages to finish, otherwise that might be a bit too much of it to watch so that when like when they get into the knockout stages i could maybe you know it, it, it would get a bit more intense so um that's a twitch channel that i'm looking to follow more so uh, I'm, I'm glad i found that as well so um yeah, should be pretty good um okay did you want to say anything else about that 
Yeah, I mean, esports is definitely the new hotness now. Everybody's you know, mm. know scrambling to get in on it, trying to figure out you know where it's going to be, where it's going to go, things like that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's cool that they're trying to make it a little bit more kid friendly. Go from there. Oh sure, yeah, it's good. Um, I mean, there's a lot of games out there, you know, Need for Speed, Call of Duty, FIFA, you name it. Um, so there's, a, there's a lot of games that could get into into esports, so it could really blow up. Um, I mean, I know it's pretty big now, but uh, yeah. Um, and, and and I would say unless you follow follow esports, it's you know you don't hear much from it, uh, at least from my experience. So uh, who knows, who knows where it could go? But it looks like it's heading in a good direction, at least from what I hear. So, um, all right, cool. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Yeah, mostly I'm just kind of curious how you competitively Minecraft. Mm. Yeah, mostly I'm. I'm just kind of curious how you competitively Minecraft, because you wouldn't think that's something you could do. <laughs> Who can build the quickest tower? Maybe? I mean, they... Oh, yeah, that reminds me. In the, in the first episode of the Telltale's Minecraft, they had, like, a little competition kind of thing. It was, like, who could build the best something. I, I can't remember what it was, but... Uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe somebody will come out with something in, in Minecraft. Who knows? Who knows where esports could go? Um, well, I mean, I know there's a um, there, there's there's a mode they introduced where it's you're kind of like flying around, so it might be that. Hmm. Maybe the um, possibilities are supposed to be endless with with Minecraft, unless that's another game I heard that from. I can't remember, but um, yeah, awesome. All right. Uh, what else did you have you want to talk about? Uh, that's really all I had. Alright, cool. Um, I think that's it for this episode of Random Gaming Talk. Like I said, we've got some, some stuff coming out uh, that I mentioned earlier in the show, so I won't repeat myself. Um, but you can find all the future content and current content on entertainmenttalk.org. You can find us on Twitter at eTalkUK. Uh, you can email us your inquiries and feedback to entertainmenttalk at hotmail.com. Uh, you can support us over on patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk if there's a particular game, film, TV show, comic book, uh, yeah, any of those sort of things on um, out there that you'd like our thoughts or opinions on, uh, re- redeem the reward that suits that best. Uh, and if you'd like to support us for free, which you can also do, you can head over to the About tab. You can then click on the Support Us page and find the information there. So you don't have to give us money, but you can if you want to. It's entirely up to you. Uh, yeah, that's it for this week's Random Gaming Talk. We'll see you, um, as always, like I say, on the next piece of content. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember when I started saying that, but it just became a thing and it's now a thing. So uh, it's just something that I say. But as always, we'll see you on the next piece of content. Goodbye. Fun. Thank <laughs> you.